Greetings of the day to all the listeners. Thank you so much for joining in. Hope all of you are doing good. This is Shweesh Tagarwal and I would like to welcome you to this episode where we shall explore the 5th chapter in the Ocean of Knowledge. For doing something different and unique, it is very important for us to have the knowledge which serves this purpose and Bhagavad Gita is undoubtedly the source of that knowledge. So let us resume this journey. Arjun tells Krishna that while on one end he speaks about renunciation from work on the other hand Krishna was guiding him about the benefits of work with sincere devotion he requests Krishna to explain and tell him for certain that which shall be beneficial for him if a guide informs us about two ways of attaining a goal then we are naturally more inclined to know the one which is faster and better and following which we may reach the destination easily just like arjun we may also come in a situation when we are not aware of the right way and so it is very important for us to ask questions in such situations the supreme lord tells that both renunciation from work as well as work with devotion are beneficial for us and helps us in attaining the supreme but out of the two work with devotion is better and should be preferred over renunciation the way of yoga of action or work with devotion is easy for most of the people to follow because it can be integrated with the everyday life and doesn't require commitments such as renunciation krishna tells that the person who is not envious of anyone or who has no desire to get something such a person in spite of being engaged in work is always renounced because they are not bound by the society after getting rid of attachment and fear such a person is free from dualities and life becomes extremely easy for a person like this there are people who believe that renunciation and work with devotion are not the same and they provide different benefits krishna refers to such people as fools both of these are just different ways to reach the destination which is the supreme god we shouldn't assume that renounced people are only the ones who wear orange clothes and live a life of poverty the true monk is that person who has gained complete control over his or her feelings who treats good and bad equally neither are those people wrong who want to reach god through yoga of action but we have to choose the path which is most suitable for us the final destination can be achieved through both knowledge as well as action thus a wise person is one who knows that the destination which knowledge helps in achieving can also be achieved through action or work with devotion so we shouldn't blindly follow those people who tell that we should only take the name of god and not indulge in any other action this attitude makes us a victim of laziness an important thing to note here is that krishna is not at all suggesting us to leave our family and responsibilities while explaining the significance of this yoga of action krishna tells arjun that only when arjun integrates the knowledge in his yoga of action meaning to say only when arjun performs his duties with the perfect knowledge it will be possible for him to go beyond the material bondage of this world meaning to say that the prescribed duties has to be performed by every individual if we want to understand the truth we can do so by letting go of our pride we should stop claiming credit for everything that we may have done or which happens with us by gaining control of the senses we will be able to stabilize the emotions and let go of pride 
One important thing that becomes clear is that the yoga of action already involves knowledge and so indulging in action always proves to be more fruitful. But every individual can make a personal choice in this matter. Krishna tells that the person whose mind is in control, who has control over the senses and is pure from the heart, such a worker, in spite of being engaged in work, is not attached to anything. Such a person creates a pleasant vibe for others and is also pleased by others. I know that a lot of listeners may probably be thinking that the same things are being repeated in all the episodes. But trust me, this has been done by the Lord to emphasize on the importance of the knowledge and explain the way of life through different angles. Hearing the same things in different ways help us in understanding the concept even deeply, following which we may be able to apply these principles in our everyday life. Then Krishna tells that the person who has understood the true knowledge, such a person sees, hears, touches, smells, eats, sleeps, breathes and speaks everything that the ordinary people like you and me may do. But there is a difference between that person in wisdom and the ordinary people. The man who has wisdom, the man who is fixed in knowledge, knows that he himself is not doing all these acts, but it is the senses which are performing these actions. And the Supreme Lord is only using us as a medium to get something done. If we observe a lotus flower, we find a unique sight that in spite of the stem being in the dirt or in the water, the leaves of the flower are always dry. And this is also the sign of a wise person. Such a person stays within the society, interacts with people and is engaged in action and performs his duties but without a slight degree of attachment to any of these. Running away from our responsibilities is the behavior of a coward. No matter what, we have to fulfill our responsibilities and engage in action but without any attachment. The true yogi of action performs his duty with the mind, body, intelligence and senses with complete surrender to the supreme. On the outward side, it appears that such people are doing the work exactly like the normal people and there is no special factor which is unique to them. But such a yogi is deeply peaceful from within and in a state of perfect equanimity indulges in action. Krishna tells that the person in yoga of action, the person who is situated in this yoga of action, is able to obtain great peace by surrendering the results of the work to the Supreme. Such a person is only concerned about the action without a slight degree of attachment to the results. On the other hand, ignorant people like the most of us who are not practicing the action yoga, we desire the fruits of our action which is the exact reason of attachment and absence of peace in our lives. In fact, I feel that when we are only involved in the action, then we are able to perform the work in the best possible manner because there is no anxiety in the mind regarding what may happen if things don't work out. The Lord further tells that our body is like a home which has nine gates, two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, one mouth, the genitals and the anus. Through these nine gates, we deal with the external world. In this home, a true yogi lives happily with peace by controlling his or her inner nature. For such a person, work doesn't feel like work, 
He does everything with ease after understanding that he is only a medium through which the Lord wants something to get done. As already mentioned by the Lord, every person has a nature and nature determines the behavior and the way of living of a particular human being. As far as the soul is concerned, it neither induces to act nor does it create any fruit or activity. All these are only a result of our nature. In other words, the mode of good nature may lead us to do tasks which benefit others and ultimately result in our success. On the other hand, the mode of darkness may lead us to indulge in forbidden action and lose control over everything, thereby leading us to hell. Everything is already present within us and the only thing which is left to be done is to bring it in front of us. The Supreme Lord does not bear the pious or the sinful activities which are committed by a human. We are solely responsible for the actions that we indulge in depending on our nature. Then the Lord tells that every human has knowledge within him or her but it is covered by ignorance which leads a person to commit sins and the wrong acts. If we recognize that real knowledge by removing our ignorance, then it shall lead us on the right track as per the instructions of the Supreme. When there is darkness, nothing is visible to us and once the light comes, everything becomes visible. In the same way, when we discover the truth or when we understand knowledge, then the light of knowledge helps in removing the darkness of ignorance. This light is similar to the sunrise on a new day. Unfortunately, many of us feel that we have adequate knowledge and we know a lot but only when we accept that we do not know, only when we accept that we are ignorant and we are in darkness, only when we enter this situation and have faith in our heart and request the Lord, only then the light will enter our life. These conversations may seem boring to a lot of people, but undoubtedly it is the truth of life. Krishna tells that the mind which follows the instructions of the Supreme the intelligence which keeps the mind on the right track, the person who is always fixed in the Supreme, such people become free from attachment. They are purified of their wrong acts, they are purified of their sins through complete knowledge and they move ahead on the right track. Very few people are able to obtain this complete knowledge through the process mentioned and we have to make a choice if we would be one of those few. Krishna tells that the person who has the ability to look at a learned person, a cow, a dog or an elephant with an equal vision, only such a person is a truly knowledgeable person. Knowledge requires that we first get rid of all the preconceived notions and dualities which we have in our mind. If we look around, the world is full of dualities. To obtain knowledge, it is essential to first have a state of equanimity. Aristotle also mentioned in his first principles thinking that we should approach every situation with a clean slate. Perhaps he was aware about this knowledge given by the Supreme. The Lord tells that the person who is able to obtain such a state of equanimity, that being conquers the world while living. In the material world, we feel that being rich is being successful. While undoubtedly money is extremely important, Krishna makes it clear that only that person is able to win the world who wins his mind. It is only by winning the mind that a person can experience equanimity. This is why it is rightly said, it does no good to a man to win the world but lose his soul. 
here the world which is being spoken of is merely the material world. To be clear, I am in no way suggesting that material wealth is bad, but losing yourself at the cost of the same may not be so wise. The person who does not celebrate when something happens in his or her favour, who is not troubled due to unfortunate circumstances, only such a person has a still mind, fixed in intelligence and is free from doubt. In critical situations, when there is a need to take a decision, then fixed intelligence will help us in taking quick and correct decisions. On the contrary, if the mind is not still and if the mind is not composed, then it will think of thousands of decisions causing confusion and delay. Wealth, spicy junk food, luxurious lifestyles, sensual pleasures and so on are undoubtedly very attractive for ordinary beings like us who try to gain happiness from them. And thus we are always in the process of accumulating such things. But Krishna tells that the true yogi gains happiness and pleasure from within and there is no need for him to depend on any external factor. Sensual pleasures often provide happiness to ordinary people like us but it is a completely wrong mindset. Krishna gives a warning in the Bhagavad Gita and he gives a very important lesson. The Lord tells that in reality, these senses are actually the source of all our miseries. The temporary happiness that they provide is much less compared to the long-term damage which the uncontrolled senses can do. Eating something delicious gives happiness only for the time that we are eating that dish. So it is important to understand that all pleasures associated with the senses are actually temporary and come to an end. Thus, wise people should not be trapped in such pleasures. God then tells that the people who are able to successfully control their desire and anger and keep them in check before dying, that is before giving up the present body, such people are the true yogis and they are the ones who are peaceful and happy in this world. Krishna reminds us that we all have limited time in the present human body form. After we die, we have no idea that what form we may be given in our next life. So before dying, if we are able to control the feelings of anger, desire and lust, then this will result in our benefit. The one who tries to attain the soul and is peaceful from within is always happy and satisfied. However, this should not be misunderstood as leaving our responsibilities and becoming a monk in the name of being satisfied. We have to inculcate this peaceful feeling within ourselves while we are engaging in our work and performing the daily responsibilities. The process of knowledge begins with winning the mind and one way to win the mind is by controlling our emotions. When we are extremely angry or deeply in love, then we become aware of such situations. Excess of emotions is harmful just like excess of anything and we need to control it in order to gain stability. We shall be able to obtain control on desire and anger only through self-discipline and constantly trying for perfection. Undoubtedly, our willingness to have this control will play the most important role. Once we start this journey, we will see the cloud of ignorance fading because of the real knowledge that we start receiving. After forgetting about all worldly situations and external circumstances, focusing the sight of the eyes in between the eyebrows 
and focusing on our breath is a way of meditating. Once we have control over our breath, we are able to gain control over the intelligence, mind and senses. If we follow this technique with absolute faith, then we will get rid of the anger, fear and desire. In such a state, we will also be able to carry out our duties in the most efficient manner. Krishna then tells that a person who follows his instructions and acts according to his orders is a sincere devotee and who is very dear to him. The one who sacrifices and carries out their responsibilities with truth and immense hard work is surely able to reach Krishna someday. If we walk the path as mentioned by Krishna, we will undoubtedly obtain peace in this world. With this, we have come to the end of the fifth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, where Krishna explains the application of the yoga of action in detail to Arjuna and mentions about the importance of keeping a check on emotions. That's it for today. Hope the episode was able to provide you with some value. We shall meet again in the sixth chapter to resume the journey. I request to all of you to listen these episodes repeatedly if you're not able to understand the same in the first go. Thank you for joining in and have a good day ahead. Stay tuned for the next episode.